Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Happy Balls McWednesday to you and yours. You guys feeling all right? Everybody good? Everybody happy? It's easy to be happy in the bye week, fresh off of two straight wins. Heading towards a weekend that, uh, well, if you're in tally, the weather should be good. Maybe get out and do a little golfing on a bye week in time to get back in time to watch the other games, all that good stuff. Yeah, man. We are uh, we are efforting, by the way, if you're on Warchant TV, to make sure this thing gets moving here properly. I think we're finally got some... Oh, we're Joe Namath over you here. Can, you can hit the struggling if you wanted to. Struggling... As this is uh, frustrating. By the way, you can find me on Twitter at Jay Cameron Show. You know, you know. Uh, congratulations go out. I should at least mention it to um, Braves fans uh, whose pitchers uh, dominate in the series. They had a one five four ERA in the series. That will win you a lot of series. Well, one five four for that ass. That was the best in the postseason for any team. Yeah, I got to tell you that in watching the – I remember this because it was during the, the time that I was walking this land, this fine land between uh, FM frequencies and obviously the, the day job at Warchant.com. But the Braves were kind of panned for what they did at the trading deadline mm. because other teams in the NL East kind of went for it and, and other teams in the National League in general like San Diego. like These teams are going for it. And the Braves, I remember the article saying, these are less than stellar moves. And why would you do that anyway if Ronald Acuna is hurt? They only went 40-20 and 20 after that <laughs> and are playing brilliant baseball. I, I've always said that I have a soft spot for Anthopoulos because I got to meet him when we were and previously he was really open with you. an affiliate. I asked him questions that were really interesting, at least to me, and, and hard-hitting baseball questions, and he gave me like five-minute answers. So for that, I've always been grateful. The dude's a smart guy, and good yeah. for them. That's a well-run organization. It has been since the beginning of time, it feels like. Good for them. Yeah, I know, by the way, uh, that one five four ERA, best in the majors in the postseason, four of the six runs they allowed were charged to uh, Charlie Morton, who's usually dominant, and he started games one and four, allowed two runs in each. Braves pitchers had 48 strikeouts, nine walks in the series. Uh, well done. Uh, that'll get it done. Their three starters, top four relievers, were all dominant, aggressive in the strike zone. Um, you know, look, at the end of the day, you had an exceptional bullpen as well, and it was maligned for a lot of the season, as you're pointing to. They allowed two runs in the series total. That bullpen did. That will get some things done. Uh, Braves fans got to be happy. You know, Tom, How do you know? Maybe you don't know. How many undefeated teams remain in college football? Uh, four. Thirteen. Oh, uh, well, we're doing beyond like the top 25 thing? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there okay. are 13 undefeated teams in college football. Uh, can can uh, you can't name them all? I don't think. Maybe you could. All thirteen of them? I'm sure I couldn't, but I could give you you know the teams that are in the top. I know, I know one. Georgia, Iowa, uh, Oklahoma, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, got them. SMU is undefeated, Tom. Oh, good for them. Uh, unless you forget about our own Wake Forest. Uh, Demon oh Demons yeah. Are unde- Sorry about that. Yep, Wake's undefeated. OU's undefeated. Oklahoma State's undefeated. By the way, very quietly. I'm a man, I'm 40, Mike Gundy. He's got his team undefeated. They play Texas this weekend in Austin. I previewed that game for the College Sports Book. If you're a fan of the College Sports Book, uh, make sure you check out that preview. It'll be up today. Talked uh, with Jeff Johnson of um, O-State Illustrated and uh, Anwar Richardson from Orange Bloods. Good preview for that game. Uh, Also had an opportunity to uh, take a look and kind of 
get closer into that Kentucky-Georgia game, which I'm excited about. By the way, Kentucky's undefeated, Tom. Georgia's oh, undefeated that's true. as well, you know. Now, yeah. I failed Mark Stoops. The Wake Forest thing, I, I don't apologize for. But uh, to old Mark, yeah, sorry about that, Marky Mark. Here you go. Uh, well, by the way, Gilmore wants to know, our Gilmore wants to know, uh, do I think Iowa is for real? Defensively, uh, they've gone 28 games in a row or something absurd like that without giving up 24 points or more. Uh, yeah, defensively, they, they will hold you down, and they're patient. They're very patient. I think they're average at quarterback. They don't run the ball as well as they should. They're very, very good on defense. I know that turnover is a stat that typically you would say is uh, kind of born out of luck. I don't think it is with Iowa. They swarm to the football. They create turnovers uh, every single week. It's, it's just a part of the recipe. After a while, I stop chalking it up to luck. I mean, if you have four picks a game, I mean, you're doing something there right you in go. that secondary. You know All what right, I mean? so here's yeah. what's going to happen in the playoff. The two-seed Iowa against the three-seed Cincinnati. It's going to be the race to 10. Yeah, well, they won't get to the playoff because they're going to lose to Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. But that said, uh, they can get to the Big Why Ten Why don't they get the game. free pass? You know, the yeah. SEC would get the free pass for the at-large spot. I know. Well, and I also think uh, that was a tough injury for Penn State at quarterback. That killed them in that game. And uh, I, don't, I don't. at the time that they, they lost him, Sean, uh, what's his face, they, they, they were up by seven. I, I, I don't right. know. We, yeah. We'll never know. We'll never know. It's not really fair to Iowa, but that that's that was a tough break because the kid that came in uh, couldn't play. He was not ready for prime time. Um, they did get lucky uh, against Penn State there. All right, so the other teams that are undefeated is we go into the bye week and we sit back and we watch everybody else. It's a good time to take inventory of the landscape. Cincinnati, SMU, Wake Forest, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, again playing Texas this week. Oklahoma State, by the way, top 20 defense in almost every category. Oklahoma State, bet you didn't know that. It was their schedule so far? No, they, they can't. They can't score to save their life, but they stop everybody from scoring. It's amazing. They, I'll give you some numbers on that in a little bit too. Uh, Michigan is undefeated. Tom. Well, Harbaugh's oh, got them undefeated. Yeah. Harbaugh for that ass. Harbaugh for that. Michigan State is undefeated, lest we forget. By the way, and See, that's one of the great stories of the year. Clearly, I don't. Okay. Yeah. 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 Clearly, what? I'm discounting teams in my mind. That's what I'm doing preemptively. That's unfair. It's especially unfair with Michigan State because that is a great story and a lot of fun. And, and they uh, beat the tar out of Miami, yeah, which we appreciate them for. Hold them on high for that. Marcus, thanks for the contribution. Happy Wednesday. That's Balls McWednesday, Marcus. He says that to you and me. This is a preemptive delivery of money for your Bucks victory Thursday night. Enjoy the postgame bruise, uh, but go Eagles nonetheless. Appreciate Woo! you, Marcus. Yeah, appreciate you, buddy. I think the Internet's working again. I think we're good. People are, are, are making People their way. People are responding. Yeah, they are. Uh, we've got, I mentioned Iowa. You know who else is undefeated? UTSA. UTSA is undefeated. San Diego State is undefeated. Did not know that. Got me on that one. Wouldn't have been able to give you that. I mentioned Kentucky and Georgia. And finally, alas, the uh, other undefeated team is, got a guess? Final one? Oh, I don't know. Bowling Green. No, they're not. That is a guess indeed. North Texas. Coastal Carolina, man. Oh, Come on. Yeah, we talk yeah. about Coastal Carolina. Get, oh, your, get your head on, Tommy. Come on. Get, your, get Listen, locked man, in here. Let's just go. Just because you're doing the, the wide view of the world College now sports thing, book, I do, yeah. and I keep my focus primarily on Florida State. Oh, I, am I a dereliction of duty because I no, know who the undefeated teams are? No, because you've been so directed <laughs> to do these things. So, in fact, you're yeah. performing exactly what you're supposed to perform. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying – my mandate is more narrow than your mandate, so I'm glad you're here to help us with these things. I am here to help you with these things. I'm also here to tell you that on Saturday night late, think about your boy, Uncle Jeff, all right, everybody? Think about me, because this is the game. My boys from Utah got off to a rocky start this year, but they came into the month of October, and they began to club people, and that includes 
a thorough ass beating of USC last week, 42-26. And that was big because now that sets up 10 o'clock, late night. You'll be up. you got no post game to worry about. <laughs> you can right. let loose. Yeah, you can have yeah. a good time. Whatever floats your boat for Saturday, just make sure you're awake at 10-15. Let's do a watch-along on Warchan TV. I don't know for about Pac- all that. <laughs> we don't, don't do all that. Arizona State, Utah. It's time to get it on, baby. Because my uh, my number, my plus number is, here it is. This is it. It's Arizona State, Utah, Saturday night. That's the game. Utah wins that game. You can start counting the dollars. Uh, okay. We can start. All right, all right. I played it too, so it's important to me as well. That's right. Yeah. They, they turned the page on the calendar when it was September 30th into October 1st yeah. from September to Locktober. Locktober. You welcome to Locktober. Lock oh. it and load it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, that's fun. I mean, I'm really looking forward to that game. It should be a good game. You know what else should be a fun game? Again, big picture here, middle of the week stuff that we do when Florida State's not playing. I'll get to Florida State news momentarily. There's not a lot coming out this week, but what is coming out this week has been largely positive, so I'll touch on some of that. But uh, out of curiosity, I jotted the note down here, Tom. I was doing all my notes. What do you think? Because I know you haven't looked at this number just nope, yet. Nope, You're not nope. as big a degenerate as I am. Ole Miss, Tennessee, what do you think the total is? Oh my! Yeah, uh, right, right. Eighty-three and a half. Good guess, Tom. It's eighty-one and a half. Hey, all right, there that we go. A, you're going with the over. So I'm then, betting obviously. the over. Yeah, yeah, you're betting with the over. I'm a good blind handicapper, though. I'm good at that game, typically. Typically. Um, Gabriel wants to know, and he contributed money for the cause. Uh, who do you guys legitimately have in the North Carolina Miami game? North Carolina, but Woo! yeah, I'm not betting it, Gabriel. I'm not betting the game. I wouldn't touch these two teams with a ten foot pole. Uh, they, they don't. I, I, there's injury concern and disinterest, and that's a bad marriage. It's tough to really pick, come down on a side. Yeah. If you don't know who's playing and the ones who are playing, you question whether or not they want to be there. Well, the thing is, the the Van Dyke kid has a good arm. Yeah. And North Carolina, you know, they'll have some coverage busts. There might not be a whole lot of effort. The kid that interests me in that matchup more than anything, and I'll have to look up his name, it's not Josh Downs for North Carolina, but they've got that one running back who was their backup to start the game who mm-hmm. runs hard. Yeah. That is the player that you want against Miami, who doesn't care to stop the run and doesn't give you effort to stop the run. So I'd ride that type of player into all the play-action looks that you need with Josh Downs over the top because that kid's for real. We, you know what that kid's about. But what does Miami do when they, when they pack it in? They don't care to stop the run, so I'm looking for the bruiser. That would be the difference maker. So I'd pick you, North Carolina. Circling back to 81.5, Ole Miss and Tennessee. Tennessee put up 107 points over the last two weeks. Uh, that's kind of fun. They beat up on teams that are middling or poor. Uh, Hypo having great success year one, scoring points at a rapid. Have, did you watch any of their game each of these last two weeks? Uh, obviously, they just boat raced South Carolina, but the Missouri game, did you watch any of that? They scored 28 points before you could blink. Uh, I did watch it because I know that a, a mutual friend of ours, who I won't mention, said that that was maybe a lock pick for Mizzou. So yeah. I, I, did, I did pay attention. Yeah, to that. yeah. Uh, lost that one. Uh, M- Mizzou, uh, woo. Mizzou has not stopped anybody from scoring. I've got some other numbers on that. Uh, but I will tell you this. They ran for, Mississippi did, uh, I mean Tennessee did, 247 yards and three touchdowns in those 45 points they scored against South Carolina. Mm. Why do I bring that up? Well, Ole Miss gave up 350 rushing yards to Arkansas the week before. Okay. So this game, that total, 81.5, feels a lot like take the over. God. In that, but listen, Tennessee doesn't get stops either. So, 
Woo! But you know what's absurd about that? If you give up, what was it, 350 350 yards? 350 yards rushing. You would think that you can't get to the 50s. Unless you go to overtime, oh, right? Because big, because you would think long runs, Tom, big quick. I mean, <laughs> right. like sixty that's and seventy that, yard runs. That's sir. what that means is that YPC is like you know twelve or fifteen yards pop. That's the only way that you can run for that many yards and have both teams score in the fifties. That's an absurd over to get hit. Yeah, it is. It's uh, listen. I there are different ways of viewing high scoring games. If you watched Oklahoma and Texas, you had fun. It was a fun game. It was thoroughly enjoyable. If you watched Ole Miss and Arkansas, you did not have fun, in my opinion, because I think defense matters, and there has to be a threat of a stop, and nobody was threatening to stop anybody in that football game. Yeah, it's an argument that I have with uh, some of my hockey friends, and, and some of them are longing for the 80s where the scores were 8-5. to five. No! And they're like, we need more goals. I'm like, well... Hey, they got plenty of them last night because the lighting didn't bother to show up. Well, three empty netters, but well, yeah. Well, I'm just saying. That, in truth, yes, they didn't show up, no, period, for that game. No. But, you know, there's a happy medium between 2-1 to one and 8-5 to three, eight to five. because at 8-5, to five, a goal's not special anymore. You know, yeah, if, right. you no watched, if you watch if you watch the Arkansas Ole Miss game last week, a touchdown's not special. No. There's not you're like, oh, that's just another touchdown. Good, give us the ball back. You care more about getting the ball back than you do whether or not you give up three, seven, or zero. It's like basketball teams that play defense by just taking the ball out of the net. It's like that you're not even doing anything, man. Let's go. Or or actually their transition begins when they take the ball out of the net because they're not gonna get a stop. I can't stand watching teams like that. It it really is troubling because that's a big part of the game. I will say this last weekend was arguably and I was I, I, Stuart Mandel wrote about this, so I got to give credit where credit's due. He has a buddy. I, I don't remember who he said, but he has a buddy that charts the most entertaining weekends in college football over the last twenty five years. And the way he does it is number of top ten matchups, top twenty matchups, number of games that were decided by less than a touchdown, number like that kind of a thing, right? And he it's it's a formula. And he said basically last Saturday. Because you could believe your eyes. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. That last Saturday finished top three in the last 25 years for most entertaining uh, and competitive, interesting college football Saturdays it, it, Yeah, over the last two and a half decades. Think about that. And it did feel that way. I don't think I went more than five minutes from flipping from game to game without seeing something that went, holy hell, look at this. You know, I mean, there was something happening every yeah. time you looked up. Yeah, I could see it. From afar, because you know, I watched Red River until it was time to was do prep for the FSU game at, at three thirty. There's some things that go into that around the third quarter. Yeah, that game took yeah. forever, as you might imagine, with all the scores that happened. Mm-hmm. But the night slate, it it certainly felt that way. Now you, we didn't have a pregame show or a postgame no, show. The noon slate was unreal, so you got to see it all the way through. I watched so you're it all. the better gauge than me. I watched. I'm I'm not kidding. I could not believe what I was seeing. And then in the night slate, I said, "Listen, there was this the handoff from the noon games to the three thirty games. Uh, what's his face who texted me after I made fun of his hair uh, from from ESPN? Oh, the, Matt Barry. Yeah, Matt Barry. Matt Barry said something as they were going to the floor. Hello, I'm Matt Barry. They said, <laughs> that's my Matt Barry impression. Good to hear. I you, think Matt. it's pretty good. Good to see you, Matt. Anyhow, that's a thirty five yard completion. <laughs> so Matt Barry. Uh, said as he handed over the end of the Ole Miss-Arkansas game to the Florida State-North Carolina game, as he went from that game to the broadcasters of the next game, hey, 3.30, uh, you're up. Let's see what you can do. Because he was talking about the end of all the noon games, oh, yeah. which were insane, right? And for the most part, 3.30 didn't quite live up, but the night games did. I mean, you had – I mean, some of the 3.30s did, but, I mean, like I said, I had a suspicion Nebraska-Michigan would be great. 
And it was, and it just kept on keeping on all through the night. It was unbelievable. Yeah, Nebraska, Michigan, and A and M, Alabama were the two games I had on after crazy. the post game show, and they were wonderful. Yeah, uh, Michael, I think it's funny too, and I don't even think they would mind me saying it. Uh, he writes, I, "I have to laugh that Comcast is a sponsor of the JCS, and Jeff and Tom have had been trying to make uh, them add or publicly shaming them uh, for numerous years for not adding the ACC network." Hey. Comcast loves Tom and myself so much, they don't mind if we publicly shame them. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to just tell you, my friends at Comcast, since you're listening, since you love us and you're on board with us and we love you too, let's get with the getting and get the ACC network. Come on, let's go. I'll continue. We're not, we're not going to be frauds, Michael. I'll continue to publicly shame them while I take their money. Yeah, well, I have no idea what you're speaking of, sir. <laughs> All I know is that the gig speed internets that I have oh, buddy, allow me to connect to the ACC network yeah. through maybe somebody else's login. Yeah. In such a way that it always comes through crystal clear. Mm. Let me tell you about it. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, really fast. Gig speed. That's internet. what we need. We gig need the speed gig speed internet. speed internet. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Carol says she's rooting for Georgia because she's tired of Alabama. Well, get in line. That's everybody tired of Alabama. Um, and I'm rooting for Georgia for a very different reason, a much more selfish reason, and that reason reads plus 800 in the preseason to win the national championship. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, and we'll continue in a moment. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply i can't blame you it's a shame you can't cover your ass sometimes it's that Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great song. Good band. Great band. Good to be with you. Hope you're well. The best. (laughs) Georgia hasn't played a game as the number one team in college football since 1982. Wow. That's amazing. It was the Sugar Bowl that year. The last time Kentucky started 6-0, Bear Bryant was the coach at Kentucky. Really? Yeah. 1957. And Kentucky went on to win the Sugar Bowl. So there you go. That's what you got. Fun little, fun with stats. My brother-in-law was born, I think, in 1974, 1975, something like that. So he remembers that one Georgia team barely. The 82 team. He remembers it. I remember the 82 team well because I was 10. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's true. I can remember. Might be 11. Yeah. Well, soon to be. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... Either way, I remember. <laughs> I could tell your brother, your brother-in-law, a few few things about that '82 Georgia team. Um, no man, that's uh, it's it's. This has been the kind of chaos that I can get down with in college football. Now you just need Georgia to lose. I don't. No, wait, I was. Saying, I don't. But hold on, easy. Work with me here. Let's have a free for all. Let's just see what happens. Let's everybody get down with two losses. No. <laughs> Here's why. 
you, you want the SEC championship game to be a free pass for Georgia. Once they get by the oh, Yellow yeah. Jackets in I Week do, 12, they're, I, they're good. I do monetarily want Georgia to have a free pass to the college football playoff, but I also continually root for more people to have a play late in the year than what we typically see. This has been a foregone conclusion for many a season, and that's troubling. I'd like to see a whole bunch of people out there with a shot, a realistic shot, and a whole lot of questions being asked about all those in the mix. Uh, by the way, go pull up. Do this for me, Tom, if the Internet's working in there where you are. Uh, let me look at this. Uh, maybe I'll try to do it in here. We'll see. I, it's, I know that's great radio, everybody, but just bear you with me. just tell me what you want me to look up. I, I, will. C- I could. Uh, I- I'm looking. Clemson's. Well, that's Clem- fine. I'll do something else. No. <laughs> I want you to look up Clemson's uh, schedule week to week. Pull up the right. results of Clemson's schedule for me. And I'll tell you why I'm doing this. Because there are some staggeringly bad numbers for Clemson if you remove one contest against a low life. And I don't mean low life as in character, but a team that really has very little chance to win football games uh, when, when, when stepping up. And... I was stunned to realize that they're basically averaging something like 14 points a game if you remove that game. Yeah, that sounds about right. Look up the look. look give me yeah. the games. Yeah, so it's, it's they scored the, three against Georgia. There you go. 49 against South Carolina State. So okay, you can, remove you can toss that, game. that out. You toss that out. Now give me every other game. 14 to eight over Georgia Ooh, Tech. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, 27-21, NC State beat Clemson, yes. so 21's the output. And they had to go to overtime. Had to go to overtime that's, to get to Yep, there you go. That's correct. Uh-huh. And 19-13 uh, over Boston College. Right. And by One the, of the easiest covers in the year, uh, by the way. Yeah. I may it, have played that big. Yeah, but so think about it. One of the touchdowns that Clemson scored in the NC State game was in overtime. So in regulation, they scored 14 points. Dude. What are we doing up at Clemson, South Carolina? Buddy, they play Syracuse on Friday night. It's not a Saturday game. It's a Friday night, 7 o'clock, which is when they lost to Syracuse four years ago, I want to say. You know where I was? Um, I, I was. Know where I was. Uh, I, well, I was at the beach in Pensacola. I That's walked, right. Yeah, I walked into a bar, imagine that, and I bellied up, uh, as I want to do. By the way, folks, yes, and thank you for asking. Bellying up is coming back. I promise you it is. Tom and I are not ducking you. We're just getting the equipment worked out so that we can do this from now on. Also, we took new jobs, so yeah, we, it's we just got been, those things settled it's been first. a lot going on, man, a lot going on. But we, we are upgrading the equipment. We're going to be able to do all this. Anyhow, the point would be, Tom, I, I sat down at this, uh, this establishment, uh, and, and uh, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And that's the game that, what's-his-face, hurt his neck. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually was really worried. I thought he broke his neck. It was the quarterback. Uh, yep. Can't think of his name right now. But anyhow, so I was watching that game, and um, as it got later and later in the game, I started to realize, uh, well, I, I can't leave. I'm going to have to stay at the bar. Now, that's what I texted my wife. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. said, honey, I cannot leave. I'm. This game is unbelievable. Uh, luckily, we were right on the water. We had a, a place on the water, and so I, it was walking. I was walking from this place to where we were, this little bungalow we had. So I could I could just – she didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, you could like, meander. Yeah, yeah, I could meander. Yeah. So I was like, hey, uh, I, I'm, I'll be a little late, a little, little late to the beach party. I'm going to stay here and watch the end of this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, she understood. She understood. And me and this gentleman struck up a wonderful conversation. He, too, was rooting – uh, and 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 I would say with great gusto, much like myself, for Syracuse to win that game, and yeah, we, we couldn't yeah. believe what we were seeing. Wasn't that the same bar that you ran into the weird LSU fan the next night? 
I don't know if that was the same bar. Either way, I was in, I was on South Beach that night for mm, a wedding. Yeah, I was at a friend's wedding, and uh, the next day, Florida State would play David Cutcliffe. Mm. And Duke is a noon kick. Limp Fish. That was when the Limp Fish decided to, to call a, a tricky, tricky play instead of just beating us straight up as he could have. We went down the field. I think Auden Tate might have caught the touchdown to begin yeah. the game. Yeah, and to this day, Duke still hasn't beaten us. That's correct, and that was Cutcliffe's best chance. It wasn't last season. It was in that moment because he had us on the ropes, and he decided to get a little fancy about it. You know who will uh, never beat us? I don't know. Yeah, that'd be the starting quarterback at North Carolina currently. Oh, well. Yeah, guess what? Listen, Never going to happen. What we envisioned a few years ago was that he was going to be on the field for Florida State wins, and he's been on the field for two of them. <laughs> so, he's delivered on the promise. Yeah. Uh, I don't hate him. It's whatever it is. I mean, he was committed to Walt Bell for whatever reason, and Walt ran off to UMass where he's had an abundance of success. <laughs> I, I I don't love him either. Because he was talked about as the second coming, he's a he's a a good college, a decent college quarterback, yeah. uh, not an elite college, but he will get drafted. Just hearing the name Walt Bell, that sounds like a town in Arkansas, doesn't it? Walt Bell, Arkansas. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, and with a, like a crazy backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was a soldier, some some sort of weird backstory that single handedly. Right. Charged up a hill somewhere. Right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So that would be. The, it also produced Priest Holmes. Yeah. You know, it's like home of Priest <laughs> oh, Holmes. Oh, Walt Bell, Arkansas. Isn't that where Priest Holmes played? It is. It is. And don't forget about Sean Taylor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Walt Bell, Arkansas. I would have never guessed it via Miami after. Yeah, that's Two right. Two guys who yeah. took over the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Both hail from Walt Bell, Arkansas. A decade apart. Who knew? Oh, I'm from Arkansas. Where are you from in Arkansas? Little known town, ma'am. You probably have never heard of it. Where? Where? I know all of Arkansas. Walt Bell. Oh, I've driven through Walt Bell, Arkansas numerous times. You've got the bird, the, the thing with the bird. Oh, yes, that's that's us. Yes. It's in the town square. It's a roadrunner. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It's Jeff Cameron <laughs> Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, or Chan TV. And we're frozen. Are we even here? Can anybody hear this show? Are we just talking? Oh, we... We can be heard. <laughs> we can be heard. The music isn't working. Things are falling to pieces on a Balls Wednesday. There it is. Yeah, see? Whatever. We'll play that song next. I really like that song. So. I. <laughs> it counted to 10. Like, it was, it was showing me on the status bar of the song. It's like 9, 10. I'm like, no, it's not. Okay. You can count all you want. I don't hear no sound. You know, you got to give our compatriots at uh, warchant.com a lot of credit. Uh, it's a tough week for content, uh, not on Monday or Tuesday, but basically starting today, it gets tough. Hey, man, I'm a part of that plan. Yeah. So you guys, uh, you know, you planned out the uh, Norbell, and, uh, you know, well, he said that he's seen great improved focus at FSU's practice this week. All right, that's a... Well, he was mad yesterday, and he's happy today. You see how that goes. Mm-hmm. He was mad last Wednesday, and we had one of our best games of the week. So that's We used to play that game with Jimbo every day. You know, the the interesting thing maybe at the end of the year would be, hey, Ira, since you were at every single one of the practices as the warrior that you are and mm-hmm. the intrepid reporter that you mm-hmm. are, how many times did the intensity level match up to the post-game or the post-practice media availability in your mind? Like, how many times? What percentage of the time? Because with Jimbo, you knew it. I had some friends who were GAs in the moment. You remember, you met a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And they said, man, <laughs> we laugh. Because half the time, it's the exact opposite of the way practice went. That's how Jimbo treats his, his press availability. Yeah, it's sending messages and whatever else you're trying to do there. I, I don't know. I would just tell you this. I um, 
I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. Uh, when I'm at practice, uh, you know, you see what you see. There have been days where we've seen practices and they've looked horrible. Half the team wasn't there. They got nothing done. They spend an inordinate amount of time on special teams. And after practice, Norvell will tell everybody everybody was great. And then there have been days where I thought they looked great, played exceptionally well. They had the vast majority of their players out there. They seemed to be in a rhythm. Everybody was paying attention to detail. And Norvell was angry about the lack of intensity. I mean, now, he's not always that way. I'm just saying there have been days like that. Coaches use those as opportunities to send messages to individual players, to segment groups. They can construct a narrative that they want for the week. They're doing a lot of things. There's nothing wrong with it. It does not make them liars, by the way. My son has this habit. He does this thing where if you say, for example, we'll see if on Wednesday, son, we can swing past Newberry to get, uh, to get you some, some frozen yogurt. I'm not sure that we can. We'll try. Uh, it looks like that'll be the little window of freedom that I have between work and, and other stuff where maybe we'll be able to go. If you do not go on Wednesday, Thursday morning while you're in the car, he'll tell you that you lied. You lied to him. Oh, really? Oh, he loves to do that. Come on, young man. Oh, and I cracked up. You're smarter than that. Of course he is, and that's why I just roll my eyes and laugh at him. But he'll say, he'll be like, well, you you lied. You said we were going yesterday. I I did not lie. I said we were going to try. I didn't say we were definitely going, just that we were going to try. Now, there are times when your parents growing up would say, well, we'll try, and you know, like, that's a no. That's a no. That means no. That's (laughs) unbelievable. Like... (laughs) That's one in a million for pacifying yeah, you, mom. Yeah. You know, yeah, just don't do that. Just say no. I'd rather you say no. Yeah, that that's the hard part. Because then I can go to dad. Yeah, well, and that's the whole thing with me. But and both boys know this. That's why I don't put up with that nonsense. I'll tell you no when I mean no, and I'll tell you yes when I mean yes. And so yeah, who's the court of appeals in your house more often? I am actually. They come to you for a second opinion. They come to me for a second opinion. Yeah. Mom is the hard ass that says no to everything. And I'm the one who gets yelled at by mom for ever saying yes Mm. after she said no. That makes sense from earlier times. Because I remember some of the trips you used to make to the toy store. I'm like, my God. Oh, (laughs) I bought the Millennium Falcon for $380 (laughs) because I'm a sucker. Did you you gave that away, didn't you? Uh, t- yeah, I thought I gave it. To, uh, who did I give it to? I gave it to somebody who want, wanted Star Wars. Didn't I give it to you? I thought I gave it to you. No. Oh, I gave it to you. That's right. I gave it to Matthew. That's right. Yeah. Do you still have it? Awesome. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's an emphatic still, thumbs up from the director. By the way, that's a kick-ass Millennium Falcon. That thing was awesome. It had all the. You know how I found that thing back in the now defunct Toys R Us store, which. Damn it, it's man. It's just sad, man. Oh, I know. You know, even the way the store was set up with uh, the sliding glass doors and, like, that weird collection area. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it never flowed. It was always no. like a T, like no. the upside down T. It had tea. no feng shui. No, no. Not at all. But None. you were excited to go through oh, those damn doors. Oh, going to be around the corner? What's going to be there? Toys. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. smell the rubber of, of bicycle tires. Yeah. What uh, a smell. I know. It's it's amazing, right? So anyhow, I uh, went in there. I was leaving. Uh, in, in the early days when you have kids, you, you're just a sucker for the toys because they're not expensive. They're not expensive. You can get most kids' toys for like 13 bucks or less. It's not. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Look at this guy. He karate chops and shoots stuff. So you're like, my boys will love this. Who doesn't love things that karate chop and shoot? So I'm looking at these things. And I'm Chuck Norris built an empire I'm, off of it. I'm weaving the store, and I glanced up, and there's this giant. It had dust on it. It was on the highest shelf there was. Clearly, they got it in, like, maybe back in the 80s. And it's this Millennium Falcon. And I looked. I went, what the hell? And I, I'm looking, I'm looking. And then they don't want you to climb up to the top. They want you to get a store employee. I never do that. I feel like I can get that. 
I trust myself. Well, you climb the shelves. I don't climb the shelves. But if there's a little ladder thing, I'll do it myself. I don't need you to come over and grab that. So then I grab the money. You remove the chain at the bottom of the ladder? There was no chain. It was just sitting there leaning up against another section. And I slid it down to me and I got up there. There's supposed to be a chain there that restricts customers from using it. They've got rollers. You slide it all the way down. Anyhow, I climbed up there. I got my Millennium Falcon and I came down and it was like 300 and something dollars. I went, that seems excessive. That's why it was on the top shelf. But it was also, it had everything. It had the pew, 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 plus it had like and all these sounds that if you push the buttons and all that, yeah. and I went, this thing's amazing, and I couldn't help it. I bought it. The kids played with it one GD time. One. They didn't care anything about it at all, so it didn't take me long to give it to Matthew. So did you play with the I did, for a little bit, yeah. briefly. It was in the backyard in the morning. You got like, uh, Steve out there. <laughs> Your neighbors are looking <laughs> over the like, fence. What is this guy doing? He's lost his he's mind. He's lost it. It's the same man I found naked out there the other night. Now he's playing with the Millennium Falcon. Willie Taggart has broken him. <laughs> Gilmore, again, back with us, says uh, he thinks that we can make the ACC network uh, a better network. Yeah, it wouldn't be hard uh, if Tom and I were just on it. Uh, just shoot, you know, listen, talking about the Millennium Shooting Falcon. The breeze. Yeah, it yeah, would have been yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think it would be better. You know, but we do have our blind spots, man. We won't be there for ACC Lax Media Day. You know, that's just Could not something it. we won't get credentialed for. You know, that's a very it. exclusive event, and they won't give us creds for that. The big one. Uh, more stats? No, not more stats. I get excited the week, the day before. The day before Redemption Thursday, I get pumped. Well, what's cool is we're playing football tomorrow night, man. Our professional team is. They're going to hammer the Eagles. It's not much of a game. But it's also going to be Game 5 of Dodgers-Giants, which probably appeals to you more than our football game does, which is kind of crazy. But, yeah, you got two TVs rolling tomorrow night. you got Thursday night football, a little bit of Brady, and then you got the uh, Dodgers and Giants. Well, yeah, Dodgers-Giants, I'm pumped about. The baseball's been really good this postseason. I can't bear the thought of the Astros going back to the World Series, so you're going to have to pull for Boston. That's all there is to it. You can't have the cheaters going back. Very impressive. By the way, so on that note, I've said more stats, more stats. Well, I'll give you some right here. This is And this drives me nuts. Uh, but you got to give the Astros credit as I pull this up for you. Here we go. They are the third team, are the Astros, Tom, in Major League Baseball history uh, to win at least one playoff series in five straight seasons. Mm. Now think about how long they've been playing baseball. Third team, Major League Baseball history, to win at least one playoff series in five consecutive seasons. Yeah, You know who the other two teams are? One of them you'll name right away. Yankees. Well, um, you got to it bass backwards. It is the Yankees, but did you know? <laughs> but who who should have you said right away? The damn Braves, because they no, want. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, you know, they, sometimes they got bounced early. <laughs> We're talking consecutive, not, not often. Yeah, uh, they did from '95 through '99. Okay, they won. Okay. They won a series. The Yankees did it. Can you name what great Yankee era it was? Because there have been a lot since they have more money than every other team in baseball. Yeah, it would probably be... Mm-hmm. Is it five years in a row? It's five years in a row. You had to win at least one... Only two... Prior to yesterday, prior to the Astros punching their ticket and winning that series uh, against the White Sox. Wait a minute. So was it 98 mm-hmm. to 2002? Incorrect. So it definitely wasn't 96 because... Uh, mm-hmm. 97, they must not have won a series. Right. Oh, God. I don't know. So then it was like uh, 1976 to 80. No, God, no, no. Uh, 1949 to 1953. Oh, okay. Well, Actually, that's way harder to do because yeah. that means you're in the World Series every year. Every year, yeah. 
Yeah, that would have been impressive. That's a stretch. I would have gone back to like the twenty seven Yankees. Yeah. And just been like, well, well surely they Well, there weren't wild card series and no, divisional rounds and things like it's that. Nuts. You know? So that's where this is a little bit watered down compared to that Yankees team. I will give the Yankees credit for that. Yeah. Way harder to do than what the Astros are doing. But what the Astros have done is pretty impressive because they, they've gone past the cheating years and they've got a whole lot of FU to the rest of baseball uh, as they continue to, you know, there you go, Eric, go Giants indeed. I, I, you know. I'm not going to lie. If you're ranking, like, what would be good for baseball, tell me how good a Houston-Boston series is and or a San Fran Boston series. San Fran Boston series is outstanding, but Dodgers Boston. Yeah, yeah. Dodgers Boston. We just had one, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, Dodgers Boston would probably be the one. Didn't we just have one a few years ago? When well, the Dodgers have lost to the Astros, which would be mm-hmm. vitriolic if those two got back together. The Dodgers beat the Rays last right, year. Right, right. No, I think uh, they didn't lose to the Red Sox recently. That tells you how much my mind flips to other God, sports. God, it does to me too. I, you pull up the last ten years. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're chewing on that, over under Miami gives up 550 yards to North Carolina. Miami still ranked dead last in the country in uh, tackling. Okay, so fans debate whether or not their team, after an ugly loss, quit. More than they do most things. The only thing fans do more than debate whether or not their team quit is complain about officiating. All right? So you start with officiating. And then from there, you go to what's the next most common complaint? Well, a lot of play calling complaints. But I think it's usually, uh, you know, whether or not a team in a blowout loss quit. Fans are quick to tell everybody that somebody quit. Because they know that's the most damning thing you can say when there's competition involved. If there's competition involved and somebody quit, then that reflects poorly on your character, right? So I get that. And they want to say the most damning thing because they're hurt. Their heart has been pierced. Uh, But the number one way to prove that assertion is to look up tackling rates because if you're dead ass last in tackling, you have no interest to be there. You have shown that you do not care. A, you're spineless. B, you're soft. C, you don't want to be there. It's as many damning things as you can say about a football player when you're dead last in tackling. It brings my heart great joy to recite that stat that Miami, Powderpuff team, don't care to be out there. Wish they were playing flag football, that bunch. Look at them. It's amazing. That's a level of softness one seldom comes across in life. That is unbelievable. The Dodgers in 2018 were indeed (laughs) charm and soft, as are the Miami Hurricanes and tackling in the World Series. In 2018. The Red Sox beat them in five games. Yes. I don't know why I don't remember that win for the Red Sox. It just kind of flowed together with all the other ones that they've had in recent memory. And that was the one that was out of character. We were like, that team, what are they doing winning Mm -hmm. the World Series? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that market's had plenty of joy. But I can understand why other markets in the country for the first time will say that about Tampa. Like, oh, good, Boston beat Tampa. Oh, they win everything. No, it's already happened. Uh, I got it. I'm going to read you a text right now. Oh, uh, this, this is it, this is is it from last safe week. for air? Well, no. I'll have, oh, to, okay. I'll, have to, I'll have to edit it. Uh, this is from a, a mutual dear friend of ours. Um, so he writes to me. Um, what did Danny DeVito have to say? I haven't heard from Danny <laughs> in a while. He's a good pal. So... This friend says, I'd be happy for your dad if the Giants won the World Series, knowing that obviously... Well, that's uh, nice. Yeah, no, and, uh, and, and so I said, well, yeah, me too. 
I did tell Dad that he didn't need a fourth championship in the last decade, but uh, sure, sure. Uh, you're happy, but dot, dot, dot is what I wrote. He goes, yeah, you go from happy to, wow, again, really? Mm, that's nice. Sort of like uh, F the lightning is what he, <laughs> is what he just Oh, wrote. I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I wrote back, uh, I said, uh, give me all the hate after our third straight. And, uh, and he chuckled. And then his son said, there's only two things I like about the lightning. Those blue jerseys and Uncle Jeff, which is sweet of him oh. to say. And I said, I love you too, kid's name, redacted. And then I said, tell him also to add speed, toughness, depth, talent, and hockey greatness. <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Some roofing companies say they're the best in town with the best price around and safety is their top priority, but they don't always have your best interest at heart. At T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction, they believe in doing things the right way and the safe way. Employees undergo regular safety training and are constantly being educated on new techniques and new materials like becoming master metal applicators. Hey now, lifelong dream to be a master metal applicator. Have you considered a new metal roof before? Have you? Long-lasting, durable. You're in luck because T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction are the best in town, period. Call them today, 766-1340. Or get a free quote today at tsparkconstruction.com. Master metal applicator. It's a fun thing to say. It is. Well, I can tell you that uh, I've got T-Spark on speed dial as I'm having trees removed from my front yard today. In case of emergency, I'm like, oh. I know T-Spark's got my back, but I hope I don't need them. <laughs> we had some that were hanging over the roof and uh, need to make sure that those come down cleanly. But it looks like we're off to a good start. No text from the wife mid-show that say, we've got a problem. I know you've had those over the years. Yeah, that's never good. Saw that, Panama Jack. Good job, buddy. Just left Johnson City, Tennessee this morning. He thought about me and ETSU. He's an alum of Etsu. Uh, class of 2001, time flies. It does fly, uh, Panama Jack, because it has been 30 years, maybe more, since I was in. You would have been class of what if you graduated if on time? I stayed at Etsu. Uh, 93, 94. Okay. 94? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you plan to red shirt when you went? Uh, I was going to do whatever it took to, I would do whatever they asked me to do. I wasn't a good enough player to dictate terms. I was hoping to be, my biggest thing when I went there was they wanted me, it's actually quite complimentary, they, they recruited me, quote, as an athlete. Uh, and, and one of the reasons, right. uh, one of the reasons that they did uh, was that I was too small. So in high school, when you play, whether you're in 5A, 6A, especially back in the 80s, quite legitimately you could find 200-pound tackles and 180-pound tight ends. And you know, at times I played at about a buck 87, uh, and I played some games at defensive end at a buck 87. Like you, can, you can't. That doesn't happen anymore. Like the way that the, the evolution of the game, kids train year round. They didn't back then. Kids train sports-specific. Also, nutrition has shifted. So the way kids prepare themselves today to be a, a, a college football player or an elite high school football player is very different. Anybody in my audience that's from the 80s knows this, right? Equipment was lacking. Education was lacking. You did squats. You did bench press. You did some deadlifts. 
you you really and then you played every other sport. Like I played every sport, and so yeah. did everybody else who played football. So you never focused on one thing. Oh, I remember when LeBron first made it on TV in high school, and I thought that dude looks like he's thirty. The yeah, fr- the freaks did. Mm. Now everybody who comes in all, that's a blue chipper, they all look like they're twenty five or thirty years old with the way that they manage their bodies. It's yeah, crazy. It is insane. I remember getting to Johnson City on my first visit and seeing on the wall, and I know we got to go to break that they had an All Southern Conference player from the sixties that was a nose tackle at two hundred like nine pounds. <laughs> It was hilarious. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with.